All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week, all the way from Ontario, Canada. A little bit about this person. He helps fit pros two to three times their in-person fitness business. He's the CEO and founder at Strata Internal Performance. He's the Fitness Pro Marketing Mentor at Fitness Pro Mentors. He's the host of the Fit Pro Mentors podcast. He's very consistent with his naming. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, and he's also the admin of the very popular Facebook group, the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group, which I recommend everybody join. I'll put the link in the show notes. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Brandon Green. Brandon, how are you? I'm excellent, man. Jonah, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate it a lot. No, I'm um, happy to have you. And I've just got to compliment you on your audio. That sounds so good. Thank uh, you so much. I love it, man. I love how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I try to exemplify quality everywhere I can. Love it. Brandon, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Did you want to check your Instagram or Pinterest and, and get a quote or? You know what? I was actually thinking if you're okay with it, I'll check my body because I've got it tattooed right here if that's okay with you. <laughs> yes. I'm curious. So so it's Edward DeBono and it is historical continuity maintains most assumptions, not a repeated assessment of their validity. And in my opinion, for most people, fitness professionals, anyone that really wants to take themselves to the next level, most folks don't challenge themselves. They consistently believe the same things over and over again, and that tends to be their limitation. It's my belief that you consistently need to challenge your values over and over and over again so you can determine if they're valid and if they're not. And if they're not, you can move forward and learn something new. Love that. Can you give us an example there, Brandon? When was the last time you did a bit of a check and you're like, ooh, you know, this value doesn't serve me. I'm going to get rid of this or I'm going to blow this. Have, have you got an example there? Or if not you, one of your clients. Wow, that's a great question. I think clients are the absolute easiest example because for most of the clients that come in our facility, um, they have the belief of particular fitness sound bites that you've probably heard of before. You know, cardio is the best for weight loss. And if I've got pain, I have to stretch this and put my finger in it and rub it as hard as I can. And those are all fine things in specific scenarios. But I think that we try here to educate our clients as much as we possibly can and build our reputation through education to constantly have people challenge themselves because the more they can learn and grow their mind, the more their body can evolve. And I believe that lines up with fitness professionals as well too. Yes, I agree. Awesome. All right, Brandon, I've obviously been following you for a while now. I listen to your podcast. Someone's listening to this. Maybe they, they haven't heard of you before. I mentioned a little bit. He's got a gym. He's got a podcast, a business coach. It's like there's a lot going down there. Do you want yeah. to spend the next couple of minutes just letting all the listeners know what is it you do and, and how did you get into it? Yeah. I mean, this whole story actually starts off with playing the drums and playing music. There uh, we for go. me, 
Yeah, I man. Have, so I wouldn't have expected. I thought you were going to say, well, it started when I opened my first gym, but no, it's, <laughs> it's the drums. Okay. Started playing drums. And honestly, I've got a, I actually have a drum book coming out for drum set ergonomics, another whole thing for fun. And I got a drum set over there. But the whole thing for me was when I was in high school and early college, um, I was really passionate about playing the drums. And I was a studio musician for rock and punk rock bands because I was pretty quick and it was a lot of fun. And I was really, really convinced that I was going to make a professional go at it. And I remember a good friend of mine looked at me one day and said, listen, if you want to afford a house, maybe don't do the drum thing so much. So I was like, all right, so this will be a hobby. But at that time when I was playing a lot more, punk rock musicians were taking their shirts off and they looked like they were in incredible shape at the back of the stage. You know, you see Travis Barker and all these people and I'm like, gosh, I want to get in incredible shape just like those people. So I have the confidence to take my shirt off, but I have this, these skinny, white, not so great jeans that didn't work so well for my body. So I devoted everything I possibly could to going to the gym. And I'm someone that detail is super important. So when I committed to the gym, I was 100% in. I put all my effort into it. And through my journey at the gym, I followed every rule. I did everything possible. I was following the programs at T Nation at that time, which was a huge Mm -hmm. company at that time. Uh, Christian Thibodeau and all those guys loved their programs. And I got in some pretty great shape. But then I was working at the gym, doing this deadlift program. And then one day, following all the mechanics... I blew my back, herniated a disc, and I was just like crippled, taken to the knees by the pain in my back. And it just infuriated me so much because I was following all of the rules, everything, perfect, paying for consulting, trying to make sure that I was doing the lifts perfectly so I could get as jacked as possible, look good, so I could take my shirt off and play drums. That injury you know, like many folks, I did what everyone else did. I hired chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists, spent thousands of dollars trying to fix the problem. And I'm sure you can imagine what happened is that my back got a little better, but never a hundred percent better. So I started realizing I have to reevaluate what I'm doing because these traditional things that I've done and I've been told for the years that are going to work are not working for me. I have to find an alternative route. So that started pushing me into studying biomechanics and physics and anatomy through programs like the Resistance Training Specialist Program with Tom Purvis and my good friend Charlie McMillan, who's just an insane exercise physiologist and just learning more about all the details inside the body. And I started to realize that there was this gigantic gap between traditional fitness exercise strategies and biomechanics and the engineering of the human body that people were just doing pre-choreographed movements in the gym, like the bench press, which has inherent rules, grab here, do this. And it doesn't work because every body is so completely different. Fast forward a few years from studying this mechanics, I'm now a trainer. I'm now taking those mechanical principles that helped me recover from my injury. And as such, I'm working in a facility where there's tons of seniors, tons of people with injuries and problems. And frankly, the most sensitive demographics, people who are concerned that if this thing they're struggling with in their body now doesn't get resolved, they will not be able to have a high quality life for the rest of their life. And so I focused all my energy into working with that particular niche of what we call Jane 65s, right? These people who are struggling with problems that have the resources to take care of themselves. They're active seekers. They want to solve these problems, but they're trying all the things that they're told that should work. And really it's not working because they're just going into the machine of the repetitive system of you do this, do this, but no customization. And so that was a lot of fun. 
and it helped me grow a pretty prosperous business alone. But one thing I started to identify when I looked lateral to my peers, my other trainer friends, is that a lot of them were really struggling to have a career as a one-on-one personal trainer. Many people would switch strategies and try to go 100% to online training or leave the industry altogether because making a fair go at a one-on-one personal trainer is really, really tough. So the first hurdle I realized was the gyms that we were working at, they didn't have the amenities we needed and other trainers needed to work. I was savvy enough to customize exercise strategies, but other people who are just learning, you need the tools to make it easier for you to work with someone sensitive. So I opened this gym in my town called Strata Internal Performance, which I believe, actually it is, it's our town's most successful one-on-one personal training studio. Um, We've got 10 staff uh, and we've got most of the team is full-time, which is fantastic. And because of this particular niche that we work with, people struggling with pain, sensitivity issues, and people who frankly can't go anywhere else, we've built a very lucrative career helping these people, making a mark in the community. So when we get high quality, when we get leads that come through our door, we get high quality leads that are pretty much ready to commit because they know of the social proof we've created, the research that we've done in our own biomechanics exploration that we can help them. And there's tons of proof of that. Even today, we just had one new gentleman sign up for a year at $1,300 a month committed to take care of his body and get to a place where he can ski with his daughter in BC. So Strata Internal Performance, we're looking at about six and a half years of running here now. And I love it. It's amazing. But the last couple of years, one thing that I've wanted to do once this system, Strata Internal Performance, was self-sustaining, which is a big thing for me. I want that business to have its own pillars with fighter jet superhero team people like my own salesperson, my own community manager, my own head trainer, and have that all delegated so I could focus on the next thing, which is how do I help trainers do what I did? Because frankly, I think that what I'm doing and what you're doing is not special. I think it just takes hard work, consistency, and consistently reevaluating yourself and challenging yourself so you can get to that next level and really never giving up. And so that turned into me starting the marketing mentorship that we have, our 12-week marketing mentorship called the Fitness Pro Mentorship. And frankly, we take people and we help them build a marketing community so that way they, no matter what temperature lead, finds them, whether it be cold, warm, or hot, they have everything they need to help cool, sorry, warm up those cold leads to getting to exactly where they want. Build a reputation in their community for being the educational and academic pillar to help people. Frankly, I was once told by a very famous fitness marketing mentor that everyone here knows, I'm sure, that I'm going to have a hard go making a career because I'm a science guy. And I think that's baloney. I think that you can really help people be being a science person or whatever it is. So enter fitness pro mentors and we went full. We've been doing it for three years, but through COVID we went hard for the last year and uh, it's going great. People are getting insane results. One of our guys in 12 weeks introduced an extra 20 K of business. We have another guy that went from being just $50,000 a year to now making $120,000 a year from getting consistent leads. Another guy is hiring someone to take over all the marketing because he's too busy. I just, I absolutely love it. And so that was a long-winded answer to drums <laughs> to here. Love it. Well, there's a couple of things with that. Quick question. It, uh, anyone in the world can do that program. If there's trainers listening, Australia, New Zealand, they're welcome to reach out. 100%. It's an online program combination of group and one-on-one mentorship. And yeah, anyone, I would say this, I'm speaking English. So as long as you can speak English and understand me, 100% welcome. Would love to have you. I can't speak French or Mandarin very well, but I'll certainly try. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, French is a big language in Canada as well, right? Do you have to do a, a French version there or not? Nah? 
let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah. <laughs> if I was over in Montreal or Quebec, I would do that. But no, I'm, a, no, I'm bad at that. <laughs> okay. And am I right saying the best place for someone to start is to join your Facebook group? Yeah, please join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. And honestly, if you're listening to this uh, and you're like, hey, listen, I'm not interested in doing a mentorship, but I want to learn more about my business. Uh, We have multiple prongs in there. We have the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast we hold in there. So every single week, if not almost every single week, I try to have industry experts in there like Tom Purvis. Last week, we had Kasim Hansen of N1 Education, um, Jacques Henry Taylor, Charlie McMillan. I mean, all these amazing, brilliant science people. Uh, We've got some superstars lined up for the beginning of next year. I'm excited about And my whole goal is to share brilliant minds, kind of like you're doing, except I'm not so brilliant. I'm just some blabbering white guy from Canada. But um, the the podcast is all about bringing uh, experts that have done amazing things and talk about what's worked for them. And then in there also, we have a bunch of free marketing content to help you identify your target audience, how to come up with your initial marketing plan, our business system that we call the fist formula, all of it. So please join, introduce yourself, tell me where you found me from, and uh, I'd love to talk to you. Awesome. All right. Very motivating story there, Brandon. Some very motivating client results as well. And that's one of the reasons why I brought you on. I saw the tagline in your bio, you know, uh, I help train uh, fitness professionals two to three times their income. And I'm going to name the podcast that. So let's dive into some tipsy Brandon. Let's say trainers watching this. They're like, all right, you know, cool story, Brandon, but how the hell do I, how do I do that? What's the, the first thing this person would need to do? And if it helps, do you want me to give like a, a sample person? Would that be easier if I say he's a person in this situation? What's the first thing they do? Or do you just want to take it over? What's, what's the best way to do this for you? I'll tell you what, I got a bunch of things. So I'll, I'll take over and then if you got a particular example, I'm happy to do case study stuff because um, I see a lot of common problems right at the very front. So first and foremost, I'll be honest, I am not someone who is a big fan of trying to encourage motivation because for me, when I talk just about motivation and motivating someone, there's like this peak of value. Someone gets excited and then they have a bad day and they're not excited and then they don't perform. And so we have this mindset that we talk about with all of our new students called the CEO avatar. And I encourage mm-hmm. you, whoever's listening to this to think about what is the dream amount of realistic money that you could make as a one-on-one personal trainer or a studio owner or whatever it is. Is it $200,000 at your top end, 250, whatever it is, pick that number, anchor it into your mind. If you were the $250,000 a year version of you, the Jono 250, if you will, right? What characteristics would you exhibit? Well, you would probably be fearless to approach particular situations. You have exemplary communication skills. You would make sure that you're always being proactive versus reactive. And you might have your own list of things, but I would encourage you to write out those characteristics. I watched this thing on Netflix last night called The Mind Explained, talking about personalities. And if you want to modify your personality so that way you can exemplify everything you need to be that 250 Jono or Brandon or whatever it is, you just need to know that list and start embodying some of those personality traits. So I would say first and foremost, do that so you can put on the right helmet to approach any situation that you're going into. If I were giving you like a, a mindset thing, we doing okay so far? Yes. Can I, can I jump in there? Because that was such a good tip. 
It's yeah. um, it's hard. It's a hard one. You did a really good job of explaining it. I want to try and piggyback and and support you because it's such a good point. It's almost like the chicken and the egg kind of thing, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, if you want to be this person here, it doesn't kind of just happen. It's like you've got to do these things first, and then you become that person there. And I think it's also important from an education side of things. It's kind of like, all right, cool. You know, he's a, a let's use the your mentorship. You know, okay, that sounds cool. It's a good mentorship I want to do, uh, but I don't have the money, so I'm not going to do it. You kind of just stay in that spot then, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. If I was a 250K person, hey, I would probably do that mentorship there. So you've yeah. just got to bite the bullet and do it before you need to, and that's how you get there. So I think it's, it's such an important point. So yes, I agree. And in my opinion, I mean, it's not my opinion, actually, life is short. And if you have these goals and you know that if you could get to this position, financially speaking, that you could have a family, buy a house in your town. I mean, in Canada, the fixed cost of things are going up insanely. So, I mean, why would you not make sure that your income's going up lateral to that so you can at least afford a home to have a family or retire when you're 50? So I think those are important. So I, I love those points. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Continue on, Brandon. What's point number two? Point number two is another kind of like mindset thing. And then it gets to kind of much more technical stuff and it's identifying exactly who your market is. And mm-hmm. I think this is a gigantic problem. And I've heard you talk about this as well too. Uh, in sim- in short, because of my biomechanics background um, and actually my family, not me, but my family was involved with the NHL as a young kid. So there was a lot of hockey history for me. And so because of that, when I was being a biomechanics personal trainer based person, I was kind of a generalist. I, I marketed everything at the beginning of Strata of, I can work with athletes and I can work with grandparents and I can work with hip replacements and I can work with kids because I was thinking, boy, if I can work with everybody, I'll be rich. I can, you know, I can help everyone. But the challenge is that people don't look for generalists. People look for someone who's an expert at solving their problem. And so if you can take like a niche, like seniors and you can sub niche at that down to a very particular person and one of the exercises that we recommend talk about a mechanical exercise is if you have clients now make mental note are they a particular gender are they a particular religion education level age level do they have are they all balding men are they all blonde people are they all whatever they are and then i would go on google and google search some of those stereotypes don't say them out loud because that might not be politically correct but just google them and you'll get this this picture of a generic person and when you look at that person if you look at me if you're trying to sell me something, right, whatever you define my characteristics traits at as is what kind of things would I be interested in? What kind of things am I terrified of? What kind of things do I need to have a more fulfilling life? And if you can't look at that person and meditate from their perspective, you'll never be able to sell them anything because mm-hmm. there are kind of three key pillars when it comes to selling anything, right? It's kind of wealth, health, or relationships, right? People want to be healthy so they can live forever. They want more money for X, Y, and Z, or they want relationships and fulfillment. Dating websites, clear example that they're speaking to some lonely person who wants X, Y, and Z. Health, we are focusing on the health end as fitness professionals. When I'm talking to trainers here, I'm trying to appeal you making more money because you know if you make more money, you'll stay in this career. The churn rate of three years as a trainer is sucks. So why not try to make sure that you can make more at this? So you need to know that you cannot speak to everyone, you have to speak to someone. 
and really specifically someone. And once you speak to that someone, you'll be able to make sure that you grow your business. And that's where honestly, the majority of our clients that walk into our business are pre-sold and the average selling price. Now we have people who spend more than this and some less. We have most of our clients, the average monthly expenditure in here is 650. That's a lot of dough. And that's the average which is great, but it's because we didn't focus on people who have money, but we talked to a very particular group of people who need that help, which allows us to charge a little bit more and it takes care of everybody and it works pretty well. I don't speak to everybody, I speak to somebody. So those two things, know your mindset and then know who you're speaking to is absolutely key. What you got, what do you think? Love that, yeah, there's so many good points there as well. I'll share a couple takes there. So even, I was lucky in that I learned a variation of this, my first job in a gym. First job in a gym, I was working behind the counter. And I can't remember exactly, but there were, say, four or five different trainers there, right? And each of them had a specialty, except for one. One kind that did everything. One was, like, really into their boxing. So if anyone wanted to do boxing, they go with this trainer here. One was really into, you know, training women, women's health, pre- and postnatal. Um, another guy was really into bodybuilding. Another guy was, like, an athlete. You know, we ran marathons and triathlons and, you know, all that sort of stuff there. And there was one that was pretty good at everything. There was one trainer in there that was broke. Which one do you think that was? <laughs> right yeah so that's (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's how i learned that one right it was kind of like okay if you have a a spec and that's not even going down to the person but it's along that same lines right where it's like if you can focus on that specialty people will come to you for that specialty it's like someone walks into a gym what do i want i want bodybuilding okay i'm gonna go to that trainer right okay what do i want i want to run a marathon i'm gonna go to that trainer okay i've just had a baby i'm gonna go to that trainer like there was no room if you're just trying to help everyone there so i was lucky in that i I learned that one there right saying that's an important point and i think it's important also from i think the word is psychographics but from the thing there's yeah psychographics one of my favorite quotes is um let me make sure i get this so i I don't bust it up um if you can describe your prospect's problem better than what they can they're going to assume you know the solution right so (laughs) it's like and you should know the solution if you can describe that problem that well it means that you've spoken to enough people so you know what they're going through and you know how to solve that problem but it's kind of like the the way to get that person over the line is to know their problem there. It's not enough just to be like, all right, cool, you know, here's the solution, you got to do this. If you can speak to that problem, it's way easier to um to make the sale in a nutshell. So they're 100%. they're my two takes on it. If you have that specialty, it's way easier. And if you know that client, not just oh yeah, it's you know a 35 year old male who's you know whatever, you know, got a high job or whatever. That's, that's a great start. But I think what's important is to know what, um, what drives them, what are their pain points, what stresses them. And it's kind of, and then it just makes everything easier to sell. So yes, I agree with that hundred percent. hundred percent, hundred percent completely agree with you too. I love it. Awesome. All right. Point number three, Brandon. So point number three starts to get into our business system and kind of like the mechanics of what we teach in the mentorship. So honestly, if you hear me talk about this, I'll share a bunch of information here. And I've got a 45 minute video in our Facebook group called the fist formula, which is our business system. Happy to tag anybody that hears this to check that out and love to share any secrets. Cause honestly, in my opinion, none of this should be really secret in every business. And you don't have to like hear me say this, that there's always a, a way that someone discovers you 
there's an integration into your business, and then there's a retention strategy. And if you don't have those three things figured out, or you're at least even conscious of those systems, uh, you're kind of in not a good spot. So we coined it in a very memorable way called the FIST formula, and we added a fourth step, and I'll explain why. So the first one is find, F, I is integrate, S is stay, and then T is train. Now, train honestly just means that at the end of the day, you need to be do something great with your training. And I think that if you're going to focus on your business, that's 50% of the equation. You need to make sure you're proficient at the actual training thing that you do. And that's a big part of it. You're a great business person, but you can't deliver on the results. Regardless of how great your systems are, you're going to have a problem. So train is the last one. Now let's go back to the beginning and kind of talk about this stuff. F, find. Every trainer whether you are getting referrals or not needs to work on some sort of audience growth and audience recognition strategy. And it just can't be smiling pictures of your face. That can work, but you need to make sure you're creating shareable content that is informative, that things that people hear and they go, oh my gosh, this is great. My friend Lance would benefit from this. So you need to have a finding system in place. Now we have five categories that we teach, six technically, but one of them is just who you are passive, like how you dress, are you in shape, are you not, what kind of gym are you in? Those things do absolutely matter and can draw or push your target audience away. But you do need one, like an active prospecting strategy. How are you doing modern day door-to-door -door sales strategies, so to speak, but in an ethical way where you don't feel like you're selling your soul? Social media is active prospecting. How do you take social media and use it in an informative way to build notoriety for you, your brand, and your message, your irresistible offer, but do it in a way that people like it and don't feel like you're just trying to smash a sale down their throat? Active in-house is another great strategy, which is honestly referrals. It's literally how do you take the people that are in front of you right now and leverage them? Referrals is the most common form because frankly, you get a referral, that's a hot, hot lead. And that turns into big sales faster because they're already pre-sold on you. But we can't just rely on referrals if you want to scale a business because people, there's only going to be so many referrals you get. And your people in front of you are only going to know so many people. Now, referrals are great, but they just can't be the only source. And I'll explain why when we get to integrate. So we've got active prospecting, active in-house automations. I think you need some things that are automated working for your business. And you could have an email stream, something that's going to do work for you that's existing when you're not putting energy into it. Because frankly, you go on vacation, you still want to do some marketing, which I think is absolutely key. Um, you also need something that I call money later. So what is a money later marketing strategy that you can put some energy into now that turns into something later? So I mean, a perfect example you're doing one right now is you're recording a podcast with me now that's going to potentially turn into whatever you're hoping it comes from this, a money building strategy from this in the future. There's other forms of that, people hosting webinars and summits. You, know, you host a summit six months from now and you do all this marketing, that will bring money in the future, but you have to put the time in now. It could also be a skill, learning videography, photography, sound, whatever it may be. I tapped the microphone, pardon me, <laughs> right? And the last one, which I actually think is the most important, which is what brought you to recognize me, which is great, is doing something to generate expert status each week or next each month. So for me, I host a podcast where I interview people who are experts in their field. And fortunately for me, their notoriety elevates my notoriety standing on the shoulders of giants and helps me be seen by more people. But fortunately, my product, Fitness Pro Mentors, whatever it is, helps me to be seen by more people, but I've actually got the goods to deliver. So they see me, they go, oh my gosh, Tom Purvis was there. 
that's great. Hey, wait a second, you're helping people make more money? Tell me more. And so you need that for people to catch you and be seeing you as an expert in your world. So those are all kind of like examples of finding lead generation strategies. But as you know, once people see you, it's not just about being seen, it's how do they convert into your world? The thing that drives me nuts about trainers, and if you're doing this, I'm super sorry if this bothers you at all, is lots of trainers just do the home hit, home hit, <laughs> home run strategy where they're trying to have a client come in. They do a demo session to try and display some level of technique or sweat or breathness or experience to try and kick someone's butt. So they go, oh my gosh, I need to buy this thing. But you can't do that because what if it doesn't go right, right? You need to spend time learning about an individual and building relationships. This idea of ABC always be closing is garbage. It's ABN always be nurturing. So what we do is we have a three container system that we teach. We teach people how to have a community like you to capture cold leads, people who are looking for support. They may have a problem, but they don't know what the solution is. How do you get those people in the cold lead category into your world so you can use your community to build the excitement and warm them up to a warm lead? Once they're a warm lead, how do we have some sort of nurturing system in place to get people really excited and feel really valued by what you do, knowing that you can solve their problem? And then from there, you need a definitive sales system, but it just can't be the home run strategy. It's got to be something that connects to their values and showcases your expertise at the same time, kind of building that know, like, and trust factor. And so that's a big thing for us is how do we make sure that cold, warm, and hot leads all have specific entering points into this one funnel along someone coming into the system. Anyway, I'm ranting. How are we doing so far? <laughs> Yes, great. I'll I'll summarize those two and then we'll go to the, the S and the T. So yeah. yes, so many good bits of information there. The best I, I think I can do is just give the overview because as you saw, Brandon goes into the specifics on each one there and there's many different ways. But even if we just look at that as an overview, it's like finding is step one. A common thing with a lot of trainers that are probably listening to this is, you know, they want more clients. Okay, great. You know, I'll go and make a post on my Facebook profile or on my Instagram, or, you know, I'll send an email out to, to my list that I've already got and great stuff, but it's more the sales side. That's people that already know you, right? Sooner or later, you're going to run out of those. If you're not doing networking, if you're not building people, sooner or later, there's only so many times you can sell to your friends and family, right? Mm -hmm. There's got to be something in place in there to get new people into your network. And Brandon mentioned a, a whole heap of them there. I recommend do Brandon's program and, and, you know, learn them all. But in a nutshell, just make sure that every single week, what are you doing to make your grow your network? Whether that's grow your email list, whether that's grow your Instagram, whether that's grow your Facebook group, whether it's add more friends on Facebook, whatever it may be. It, it, you, there's got to always be something um, done to increase your your network there. And even if we if if I talk about fitness education online, our Facebook group's up to about fifteen thousand people now, and it's not a magic thing. It's not just like oh, I did this one thing, and you know, the next day I had fifteen. It's just been from I don't know what it is now, six or seven years of just yeah, every week. How can I get more people? How can I get more people? How can I get more people? And now it's at the point where I could make a Facebook post and sell out a program. But from seven years of every single week, you know, growing it. And, and the other funny thing is I know people that have started the same time as me, but have still got a smaller list because they just focused on the just the sales side of things, not the mm -hmm. list building. So I think that's important there. And yeah, the integration. So the other key thing there is especially a lot of the time with like, 
um, I think Facebook ads is probably a good example here where it might be like, all right, I'll put out a Facebook ad, you know, I'll get whatever it is, 100 leads, as in, let's say I'll get 50 leads or whatever it is, you know, but only five of them signed up. You know, oh, those other 45 must be tire kickers and not interested. They're just not ready right now. You know, like how many people just, you know, oh, yeah, there's an ad on Facebook. Let me just click and give you a 1000 bucks right now without anything, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, all right, that's just step one. Okay. Yeah. Some people are going to buy straight away. They're ready to go. Those people that aren't ready to go straight away. What's the process? You know, is it, um, you know, do, am I, am I going to have open weeks for them to come in? Am I sending out a regular email? Have I got them, uh, on Facebook and now am I posting regular things, right? What's the, the procedure and also the sales process as well. Very important. We don't just, you know, build the leads, but it's all of those things together. How can I get more people to follow me? Great. How can I get some, some sales on the front end? Great. Not everyone's going to buy on the front end. So what's the nurturing I do now so that, you know, this and an easy way to look at it is especially this time of year. You know, it is. I'm guessing it's the same over there in in your side of the world. Is January one still the busiest time for for gyms and that sort of thing? Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you: Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Interesting. For our gyms, yes. For our business, no. But that's a whole other thing. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because here in Australia, it's kind of the double whammy. It's like New Year's resolution and also yeah. summer. So it's like, oh, I'm going to set my New Year's resolution and also it's summer. I got And it's Australia. There's beaches and that sort of thing, you know? So it's super busy. But just to think of it like that from a, um, a, a fitness pro sort of view, where if you, if you started marketing now, okay, most people won't sign up for your January on program. But if they've been following you for a year, this time next year, you may have an extra 500,000 people that have been following you for a year and are ready to go. So love yeah. that there. Um, out of curiosity, I, I, why, why is it not for, for your business January 1? Well, first of all, Ontario gets cold. So we yeah. got a lot of people who leave for the winter. So because of our yeah. market, we got a lot of September and the spring, March and April are our busiest months because we do have a lot of snowbird action that happens here and people go to Florida and warmer places. So it seems that us for our more sensitive, older demographic, when there's big seasonal changes and people are aware of their limitations with the snow or the warmth that they can't get out and go water skiing, then they start doing things. So our transitional seasons are the biggest, busiest for us. But traditionally, January is the busiest. I was going to say, we didn't even know what snow is in australia so yeah, yeah we don't you guys it. suck that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> um, i so badly would love to come there and experience <laughs> warmth all year round um but you said something important there and i think that that's key i mean like you're doing a facebook ad you do a post uh, you do a story i mean this and i didn't say this at the beginning i really wish i did and i'm so glad you brought that up. you got to be tracking like you need to have key performance indicators dialed in because if you post a facebook ad like you said 50 leads amazing 50 people express some level of engagement towards your thing Five convert. Okay, that's already like a pretty great statistic that you had a 10% conversion rate. But from there, there are still 45 people that, what, are they just dead? Like they're just mm -hmm. gone? No, you you need to know how to nurture them. And I think the easiest thing you can do um, is invite them into your community that we just talked about and you talked about with your gigantic community, which is sick, but also reach out to them. 
Hey, Jono, I saw you checked out this ad. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. I'm glad you engaged it. By the way, we've got this amazing new thing. We have this guide on bulletproof backs that I'd love to share you. Where can I send it to? Right? Give them more value. Nurture the crap out of those people, help them. In worst case scenario, my favorite tactic is that if I give so much value away to people that don't buy my stuff, but they have a good experience with me, when they experience someone that's got a problem that I solve, they're going to tell them about me. And I think that that's key. That's 45 people you could influence. I think that's gigantic. That is for one trainer. That could be an entire client list. So anyway, I get fired up about that stuff. (laughs) Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll add there as well. There's another quote that I like. Yeah, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something like the more value you put in, the more value you get back. And it may not be directly, you know, I may whatever, give Brandon a whole heap of value and he never pays me a dollar, right? But, you know, one of his friends, oh, you got to go and see Jono. He's awesome at what he does. And I get that value back a, another way. So I think that's key. Uh, all right. S&T, Brandon, what do we got there? So the thing is, is that, I mean, we're talking about audience growth and we're talking about integration. And frankly, if you see any of these kind of like common marketer online education programs, they talk about lead generation and audience growth and conversion. That's great. You do absolutely need to have a retention plan built in to the front end of your process. You need to know what I call the final destination for each client within your business in the worst case scenario. Because I think that we have this Trainers, in my opinion, do this thing. I made this mistake where a client signs up. They're a three time a week client. They end up in your schedule. They're a placeholder Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 o'clock. And you go, "Ah, I'm good. I got that client. Next, please. Right. And you start looking for the next client, but you kind of neglect the client that's in your schedule now because they're a placeholder and you can count on them coming at 10 o'clock three times a week for a while. In reality, if you don't talk to that client, if you don't do reassessments to identify how things are going so you can resell them, reassess their fundamental objectives and figure out what the next thing is, check in with their finances, check in with everything, because ultimately people change, money changes, values change, routines change, and some people will keep you in their world forever. I've got clients, I've got a lot of clients for 10 plus years that I see, which is awesome, but at that point, point that everyone's going to want to be that person. There are other people that don't want to see you twice a week. They just, it's not a part of their vibe, even if they can afford it. So uh, we try to build in, we have three different options that we recommend to our clients when we're talking about uh, building a plan is first, you know, consistent weekly sessions, the most kind of common thing that a one-on-one fitness pro does or a group fitness pro does. From there, if people start spacing things out, we like to move it to what we call a consulting relationship where you charge a little bit more, but you're an advisor to their body and their program and you've got enough information on them so you can identify when things change, you go, hey, you know what? Those symmetrical barbell squats we're doing, that's just not working so good. Let's try some unilateral squats and here's why data. And in the worst case scenario, depending on what amenities you have available to you, be it an online system or be it an in-house system, we offer, we do suggest some sort of paid membership or community thing. What is the least amount that someone can pay to have access to your knowledge and your mind? Because frankly, at the end, We want to make sure people stay in our community because if people are giving you 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month to be a part of this exclusive thing you're doing, but they have access to everything, that you have a gym membership at your facility that's exclusive to training clients, not open. You got an online thing. All of that turns into revenue for you. And 100 bucks for one person might not seem much, but you got 20 people that's giving you two grand to be a part of your thing and you're spending three hours per month working on that service. You get 2,000 bucks for that three hours. That seems like a no-brainer because here's the thing. If they're not doing sessions with you, if they're not doing consulting with you, if they're not a part of whatever that little program is, guess where they are? Not with you. 
They're with somebody else or they're at home eating potato chips. Not exactly true, but they're just <laughs> not taking care of their bodies. And so we need to do everything we can to make sure that whatever they want and connects with them, we can sell a version of that to them. So you need to know the staying strategy, the lifetime value of your clients and how you can increase that with different services uh, and how you're going to do that. So here we do one-on-one, we do high-level consulting, and then we also do have what we call a custom gym membership here, which we have a facility that's big enough to have a private gym membership, training clients only, but those training clients have to see a trainer once a month at a relatively low price, so to speak, relatively speaking. And that way the trainer sees that person once a month and the gym gets some passive revenue and it just helps everything snowball forward. So I love that. I think it's great because even people just knowing that are like, oh my gosh, right? I need to think about the end of this relationship when it starts. It helps you build into that with your original communication strategies, which I think is a really powerful thing. Yes, I love it. Let's go on to T because I've got a feeling these two things will relate. So T is just train. And the thing for me is we have this thing when we talk about um, the education that the personal training world that I come from, like the Tom Purvis resistance training, the biomechanics, there's so many people that have spent every hour of every day that they're talking about working, but not seeing clients studying. And that's great. Honestly, I have studied so gosh darn much. To beside me here, I've got so many books that help me study post-activation and different motor learning skills and neuromuscular efficiency and all this amazing physics stuff, biomechanics and moment arms. I love it. But the truth is that the training that you do, you need to be an expert trainer, but more importantly, you need to be an expert trainer of technical things you do for the person that you see. And so a perfect example is that I started studying nervous system anatomy very extensively for a period of time. And I got into all the little nits, little gritty pieces around the spine, trying to learn more about everything that was in there. But in reality, all that studying was really for a loss as it related to my technical skills. The anatomy of the spine didn't change how I worked with 85% of my clients, just people who had spinal problems. And so I was spending 10 hours a week trying to learn this insanely specific topic that didn't benefit me learning more about my clients in front of me. However, I work with a lot of people of arthritis. So the more I can learn about arthritis and the mechanics of arthritis and what happens when the cartilage wears down and we get to that point where it's bony on bone surface and the different grades of arthritis and when that leads to a joint replacement. If someone gets a joint replacement, how can I recover that as fast? That bargains a lot of time. So when you're thinking about training people, if you're a weight loss coach, because this is the thing, right? Trainers, it's pretty simple, right? We, we're either like, we help people lose weight. We help people put some muscle on, get stronger, uh, pain, longevity, right? If you think about these very basic categories, however, whatever world you're involved with, if you become the best at that particular niche, from a science perspective, you're the smart person on that subject. Holy bananas. I mean, now your opportunity to charge more and, and be able to be an expert. For me, I charge in my town two, 0.5x the average cost of what a personal trainer costs. And I get it. I'm full. I had a waiting list until I had more people here. And it's because my communication and my knowledge around specific topics is so proficient that I can get those people. And so I don't want to be talking hubristically about me. What I want to showcase is that anyone can do this. It just comes down to you knowing your system, having laser focus on who you're working with, and that the techniques that you're providing and the studying that you've done from an education, both anatomy and physics perspective, is prudent to the individual in front of you. And then it'll take care of itself. Yes. Okay. Love both of those points. Let's let's touch base on those. So retention. Yeah. It's so many good things going on there because it's like, great, you know, you do your sales and marketing, that's important. But if people are just going straight out, 
it just makes it so much harder. It's like, all right, cool. I've spent all this work doing the sales and the marketing. Now, like, I need to do all that work again and then again and again and then again. But it's like, all right, cool. If your retention is good, then you don't need to do as much work on that sales and marketing side of things. Or if you do, it's more beneficial. Because even if we just look at it from a financial side of things, let's say, um, let's just use an example here. Let's say it's, it's um, let's say 500 bucks a month as an example, right? And you know that, cool, you know, my average client stays for three months. All right, cool. When you're doing your marketing, okay, you can budget around that $1.5,000 mark. If you know that person stays for a year, okay, great. You can now put a bit more dollars on, on your sales and marketing or, um, or or whichever way you look at it like that. So there's advantages there. And I think it's important from a trainer's side of things and the business side of things, just not just slacking off because it's like just from the workload side of things, it's the, the better experience you can give those people there, the better your business is going to be. So I love that. And yeah, I love the training. Let me think of my take on this. I think, and that also links very much back up to what we spoke about earlier with knowing your ideal person, because, okay, it's great if you know that ideal person, you've got all the characteristics, but if you can't actually help them, what's the freaking point, right? And I think it also goes back as well, where if you focus on that ideal person, you will get better at it. Like I think Brandon used the example of arthritis. So it's like, all right, cool. You know, if I'm going to focus on this population, I know that a lot of those people are going to have arthritis. So let me make sure that all my upskilling goes on arthritis. And I think an, an important point there as well is passion, right? So I I do a lot of work in the boot camp space. That was my background. That's where I help um, a lot of trainers with there. And there's a lot of trainers that don't like boot camp, but do it for the money where it's kind of like, you know, it's like, I like, maybe they like bodybuilding, for example, but they're like, oh, bodybuilding, you know, there's not enough clients in one-on-one or one-on-one is hard. So I'm going to go and run a boot camp because there's more money in there. I can have more people and, you know, I make more money. But the issue with that is it's like, if you're not passionate about it, you're just never going to be good at it. It's like you're trying to you're trying to tell someone to do something that you would never do or you never recommend. It just it doesn't work, right? So I think that's a key thing with the training as well. You know, it's like what's something you're passionate about, and then it becomes easier. It's not a chore to study. Am, am I guessing? Am I right in saying you love learning about this stuff, Brandon? It's not a chore. You're not doing it because you have to. You love learning about that, right? Let's take a quick break. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! You know, I, I absolutely love is, and I don't know where this came from, but I love seeing people whose lives would otherwise not be changed, be changed by exercise. Because mm -hmm. if you look at, I mean, this is what I love about this industry. I love hate, right? I hate that personal training is like a switch over career of like, hey, I'm going to retire. My kids are all gone out of the house. Uh, you know what? I got some extra time. I'll do some training on the weekend because it just brings in hobbyist style people. But the truth is, is that exercise is one of the single most powerful things you can do for anti-aging 
aging, managing sarcopenia, osteopenia, all these things, it's one of the most powerful things. But in reality, the reason why it doesn't ever get to that point is because no one takes the time to learn all of the nitty gritty details of the physics and the mechanics that's going on to actually truly help someone. And so if you learn all that, you can make some amazing changes. For me, I mean, today, my, I mean, of the eight people I saw today, five of them were over the age of 60 and three of them were over the age of 75. And I love that because when I have Maureen who's in here and she's doing on a 45 degree back extension bench, 25 reps of strict lateral raises on one side compared to the other and doing side bends strictly better than the 33 year old guy. I love that. And when they look at her, they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But they don't realize she's got spondylolisthesis at three different segments and spondylolisthesis at a different three different segments. And she's got degenerative disc disease and all these things. So at 78 years old, she has more conditions than anyone normally should have at that age that should be causing her crippling pain, but it's not because she's strong. And that's what I love when it comes to marketing about this stuff. I'm going kind of going on a tangent here, but she is the perfect example. If I get her to do a little video and tell her story, my name's Maureen. I've got all these different things in my body and clinically I should be in more pain than anybody else. Before I met Brandon and came to Strata, I was stuck at home fearful if I should go outside, if I'm going to slip on the ice and fall, what that would mean for me. Truly, now that I'm exercising, I've never felt better. I feel free, strong, and I have more confidence to do anything. Now that sounds like a very promotional piece of testimonial literature, which is great. But you know what's more powerful is that there's someone else like her that's sitting at home who's 78 years old, who's got spondylolisthesis and scoliosis and is scared of what they're going to do next. And they see someone like them and go, oh my gosh, people like me go to places like this. And so I went on a tangent from your question, but the long story short is I absolutely love it. I think it's powerful for so many reasons, but when I have someone who was told they couldn't do something and now are having, has having a better life and is living in their own home, not codependent on some sort of caregiver, I absolutely love that. That feeds me. I want everyone, honestly, like we say our mantra is exercise pain-free. Honestly, I want all of my clients to live forever. And I do believe that what we're showing them, and it's not going to happen, but I do believe what we're showing them is the best possible remedy for that. And I'm going to consistently learn to keep doing that. And our messaging showcases that. Love that. I love, do you say live forever is the goal? It's not going to happen, but I'd like to think that it will. Well, it's, it's a couple things, right? It's kind of like, even if it will never happen, if you go in with that mindset, right? All right, how can I get this person to live forever? You know, okay, it's probably impossible, but going in with that mindset, like you're going to get a better result than someone that's like, eh, hey, if I can get an extra year yeah. or two, right? I'm not saying that's bad to get an extra year or two. And I'm also saying that yours is impossible, but I think that you will get a better result just by thinking yeah. like thinking bigger, things will come up, right? So Jonah, this brings, I want to ask you a question now, right? So you are an entrepreneur, you're doing this podcast, you have this amazing community of people, you've been helping trainers for a long, long time. Just in the vein of your entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, will you ever be satisfied and feel like you're going to stop? No, never. Exactly. And that's the whole thing that I love about this is that I think that that fire needs to be lit. That if someone goes, Jonah, here's $10 million, you've inherited it, you can chill and relax. And you're like, yeah, cool. I'm just going to do this more. <laughs> because that fire of helping fitness professionals have the career they want gets me jazzed up and helping seniors have a life that no one else can provide. I love that because I think that that's amazing. So I think you got to aim for the stars knowing you're never going to get there, but you got to keep trying and you'll look back one day and go, oh my gosh, look how far I am. This is awesome. I'll share a, a quick story. I want to be sensitive of your time and I've got another podcast in five, but I'll just share a, a quick story. 
why I like your yours so much. So back when I was running my boot camp, I used a similar sort of system. It was my goal was just to, to have a hundred percent retention. It was like every single person that comes in, I want them to to stay training with me forever. And there were times, because I would go in 12-week blocks, there were times where I would get 100% retention. Um, but my sort of thing was whenever an, an excuse came up, I would... Um, I wouldn't want to, I would want to have, make sure I had the more powerful um, program. So as an example, there was this one time where a woman was like, Jono, I love your boot camp, you know, but I just can't uh, keep training during the winter because um, I got netball. I play netball and, and the training's on the same day, so I can't make it, right? And I used to think, ah, there's nothing I can do. She plays netball, whatever. But then I started to think, no, you know what? That's kind of on me. I didn't make my boot camp a better experience than what her netball training was. I never want to have that again. If I don't care if someone plays netball for Australia, right? The next time that if they're in my boot camp, I want them to tell their netball team, sorry, ladies, got to quit netball. I've joined this guy's boot camp. It's way better, more fun. And, you know, so I'm not, I'm going to discontinue netball, right? But I will take it to the next level. Because then I got an excuse like, you know, 12 weeks later or whatever. And the woman was like, John, I love your boot camp but I can't train because um, I've actually got to move interstate. I found a better job interstate. They pay me way more money. It's a better lifestyle, so I'm going to move interstate. That was my peg. I'm like, okay, I never want to hear that excuse again. Right? I want my boot camp to be so good that someone would turn down a better paying job interstate just to keep training at my boot camp. Now, <laughs> it, it, ridiculous, right? But I know that if I shoot for that, and I go for that. And actually, what actually happened? She told me that earlier. And I was like, okay, my goal is to make this boot camp so good so she doesn't take that job, right? She still took the job. Okay, I, I failed with that. But it was, but I got, uh, that was one of my best retention months or reten best retention ever because I just pegged my service so high at that level there. So that's where I think the the impossible goals, even if you don't hit those actual goals, can, 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 have, um, can lead to a better experience for everyone. Yeah, I love that. And honestly, that's where our mantra we tell all of our students is make it rain. It's mm. going to be impossible. But if you wait for it to rain, it'll eventually come. But if you keep trying to make it rain, it will come faster. And I love that. Awesome. Well, Brandon, it was awesome talking to you. That's pretty much all we've got time for today. Um, we'll just, once again, if you, if you've liked this episode, you want to, uh, learn more about Brandon, go and join the Facebook group. That's the best start point. I'll put the link in the show notes. Brandon, is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you want to finish us off with? No, you did a great job. Honestly, anyone who's listening this, if you're still listening at this point, all I would encourage you to do is that if you're a personal trainer and you love what you do, and you're not making the amount of money that you want and you want the career so you can do this thing for your entire year, entire life, and you can ultimately retire with a few million bucks in the bank, feeling good about what you did, you can absolutely do it. It's not impossible. If you're feeling discouraged and run down, you can absolutely make the money that you want and have the clients that you want. So I know Jono's got an incredible podcast, incredible resources in his group. So please, I'd encourage you join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group as well. I'd love to meet you and I'd love to see between the both of us and everyone else in our little world what we can do to help you have the career dreams. Jono, uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was a blast. Um, I would love to do this again if that's something that you're ever open to. It's nice uh, not being the driver. <laughs> awesome. All right, Brandon, thank you for your time. Jono, thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. 
For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.